What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Creature Feature, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show, put your detective hats on and get out your comically oversized magnifying glasses because we are getting to the bottom of some viral animal stories. Are these real animals, real behaviors, or hogwash? Wait, what even is hogwash? Is it like mouthwash for hogs? Anyways, from deep sea war of the world's aliens, to long ducks, to kissing carp, we're taking on the internet rumors and separating fact from fission. Fiction? Fission. Discover this more as we answer the age-old question, are ravens jerks or just a little cow- cowless? Cow- Ugh, never- God, I'm sorry. Joining me today to debunk some junk are the hosts of the 1-900-HOT-DOG podcast, Dog Zone 9000, <laughs> Robert Brockway and Sean, baby. Yeah! <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome. Sunday, 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 Woo! the Dog Zone. Now, um, when we were on our friend uh, Alex Schmitty's podcast, uh, I wrote him a theme song, and I, I did the same for you if you'd like it. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, please. It goes like this. You got to indulge me. Um, <clears throat> yes, yes. Okay. I feel a breath on my face, a body close to me. Ooh. I can't look in her eyes. She's out of my league. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. Creature feature. <laughs> <laughs> An original composition. You do owe the estate of Patrick Swayze $23,000. Uh, oh. And uh, I don't know. I like to think of myself as the weird owl of animal science. So yeah. I, wrote... I knew it would be come time to pay the piper at some point. Mm-hmm. Specifically a... to get you sued. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, Swayze and I, we have some uh, unfinished business already but I, I appreciate that that's a great theme song when i went on your podcast mm-hmm. the dog zone yeah. you guys made me play a game that's true uh your your twisted little game where i guessed whether comic book heroes and villains were real or not and it was I based thought, on your specialty though yeah it was based on animals it didn't really help me any so <laughs> very specifically you're in mm-hmm. Now you're in you're in my territory, and I want you guys to play my little game. Oh, Is this based on our re- specialties? Revenge, yeah. No. Is it about karate and <laughs> Nope. It is just revenge, really. 
so you know, okay. enjoy. That is enjoy your revenge. That is Brockway's specialty. Yeah, I mean, you're targeting me right now. I love revenge. Let's go. Doesn't and, even matter that right. it's at me. I'm a well, forgiveness so man. Forgiveness man <laughs> for many generations. Punk. Oh, yeah, Jesus, you nerd. Total p*** for three generations. Forgiveness man for six. <laughs> oh, just a note, you guys. Swear words, it's fine. I just, uh, when I'm editing it, I quack it out. I put like a little duck quack over it. Okay. That sounds adorable. It is really I'll fun. swear as much as possible. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> I'll just say quack instead of the total quack for three generations. We'll just take you the whole can. thing from the top. Everybody reset. We'll no. do the whole thing. No, no. Go quack yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> we we literally haven't started, and you're already tired of our outrageousness. And you have to put a penny in the swear jar. All right. Just down to a penny. These All right. I can afford that. That is. Those are promising rates. <laughs> so... You guys, I have provided you with a document, and inside of this document, there are pictures of animals, or even moving pictures of animals, and I will ask you a question, and I want you guys to really think about it. Don't Google, don't cheat, don't look at the encyclopedia that you have next to you, and just try to use your intuition to guess whether or not these things are real animals a hoax or somewhere in between uh which is definitely the case for some of these things so the first one is this very spooky video of what appears to be a deep sea alien mm -hmm. so could you fellas describe what you're seeing here uh sure sort of like um like a squid with sort of dangly human puppet legs and then very, very long, like War of the Worlds alien, like, Kinda like got very an long. In Independence Day bad guy vibe too. Yeah, head area. Mm -hmm. uh, and they just kind of taper off, like, like a total quack. Like he's got total quack legs. Uh, <laughs> just wispy, useless things drifting around in the depths of the ocean. Trying uh, to figure out. I'm just going to spend the whole time trying to figure out which swear you're intending. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like he's embarrassed to be himself, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever mm -hmm. Deep Sub uh, found him, he's like, oh, no, I wasn't ready it's, to be photographed. Like Cthulhu Night Vision-esque. He's like seven million years of evolution away from being ready to be photographed. This thing is a mess. <laughs> yeah, it needs some work. So, yeah, it, it basically looks like a weird War of the Worlds thing. This, like, almost like a virus uh close-up of a virus but like elongated into real life like a giant virus yeah if i had an estimated size with no like context clues or atmospheric perspective i'd say like 300 meters this thing looks like it's yeah. just long for for miles yeah, it's got squid stilts <laughs> yeah it looks it looks building sized but what do you guys think is this a hoax is it real is it embellished truth what, what's going on here is it aliens uh, it's got super hoaxy camera work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what, does he zip off? Is Am I led to believe he zips off at the speed of... Yeah, this is fake. No, I think the, the camera zips away. And uh, I'm, but, God, I'm already cheating just with my massive brain. This is the big fin squid, right? And they this was from the deep sea oil rig. That's right, yes. I wrote, I wrote, I wrote about have, this. I told you to leave your brains at home. <laughs> I try, but it haunts me. <laughs> But yes, so I'm sorry, Sean, it is not a hoax, and congratulations, Quacking Robert. dominated <laughs> right out the gate. So we've got one point for Robert, uh, negative two points for Sean. Fair yes. For, for <laughs> Punishment. how badly, badly you guessed. Uh -huh. No, yeah, this is the Big Fin Squid, or Magna Pinna Squid. They are an exceedingly rarely spotted squid. In fact, we've never actually collected a specimen of this squid. Only larvae and juveniles have actually been studied. Adult sightings have been reported, but no adult specimen has ever been collected. And we can only really guess that these sightings of these weird alien, giant alien-looking things are probably the adult versions of the big fin squid. But when they suck this hard, does it matter? Like... 
like if you're swimming around sucking this hard, like <laughs> science, it's okay for science to just ignore you, I think. I think he's doing great. <laughs> you got I a soft spot in your heart for these aliens. It's going to get us all killed someday. He's doing the best he can, all right? He's trying. So they are big, pale, deep sea squid with huge fins on their mantles. So the mantles are, is like the main body of the squid. They kind of look like big elephant ears. Uh, although in one of these photos, because they're kind of folded in a weird way, they look like little bunny ears. And then yeah. it also looks like it's scowling. But I think that's just the folds of the fins. And the arms of the squid, of which they have... 10, and two of them are actually tentacles, can be up to 26 feet long or eight meters, which is, oh, so they know. actually, I thought that I, I thought I remembered them being small, but they're actually enormous. Yeah. All right. They're, uh, they're come long. on. Come on. He's doing pretty good for like my monster <laughs> in training. It is like a stuffed animal tangled in seaweed. This is a crappy monster. <laughs> this is a wacky monster. You are bullying this squid. Uh, yeah, I want you to yeah. know that I'm, I'm an ocean on the squid bully. side in this war. Team squid. Well, the weirdest thing about them, maybe the eeriest part of them, is the way they hold their arms. So, when you know, when you think of a squid, you kind of think of like this hydrodynamic kind of thing where it's like its legs are straight down. But this sure. guy holds its la really long, thin, tapering legs out at a right angle from its body, mm -hmm. so perpendicular to its body for like a few feet, and then like bends them back down as if you're like holding your arms out and then letting your forearms just like dangle down. Yeah, like a marionette puppet. This dude yeah, looks he's like right, he's exactly. doing a puppet show like 50 feet below. See, he's, yeah, he's that, entertaining the other fish. Yeah. And do scientists, that, that, do they that, know that, what? That squid times, yeah. Do, is this because he thinks it look, looks cool or is there, uh, there a function to this? Nobody knows. Nobody mm. knows. Every time they try to get a grant, they're like, I want to go under sea and study that super crappy squid. They're like, no, no. <laughs> Here's my guess, though. I have a, I have an educated guess is that they don't like to get their arms tangled. So they have oh, to hold them out radially because uh, if they just let them all dangle down all in a clump, it'd get all tangled. Oh, I get it. See, that mm -hmm. happens to me too. Every time I, it's why I stopped smoking weed is uh, every time I did, <laughs> I felt like my fingers couldn't touch or I might die. Yeah. So I yeah. recognize this posture. That That's my fingers can't touch or I might die, squid. So they have been found over 4,700 meters under the sea or 15,500 feet. So they're deep sea squid, mm -hmm. and because they're so deep in the sea, it is hard to study them, and we really don't know much about them. We don't know how they feed. We don't really know much about their behavior other than they just like to float like a weird squid marionette, and they have really long arms, and they look a little spooky. If anything, I think it's too much. I think we know more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to get to know this squid better. What if you could, though? What if you could have a nice candlelit dinner with this squid? I would. I'd be friends with yeah. that squid. Yeah. I'd talk yeah. to him about, I don't know, dangling. We both dangle. Yeah. We've dangled. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you dangle, I dangle, we dangle together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Talk about the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, this is how I dangle. Got some cool dangle tips for you. I feel like that if you got too close to him, like... He'd sting you. Like there's there's a jellyfish thing about his arms. I bet I bet they're toxic if you touch him. Uh, he's probably gonna get his toxins all over the food. I don't know. I I mean I think they're probably my guess would be that they just dangle these long legs and then stuff just gets caught in them mm -hmm. and then they pull them up and eat it. Just a lazy quacker. Yeah. <laughs> just filtering trash out of the bottom of the ocean. So mean. I didn't expect you guys to be so mean to this poor squid. Like I came into it being a little scared of this squid and now I just feel sorry for him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I am on the record as loving this squid. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my defense mechanism. When I see aliens, I just get really grossed out by them. And that yeah. makes like defending Earth much easier. Just shoving them into lockers and giving them a swirly. Yeah. That would be a crazy swirly, though. All those legs just tornadoing around. He'd probably be like, thanks for the food! Yum, yum, yum! <laughs> Gross. 
squid. Well, speaking of aliens, uh, I have another animal for you to try to figure out whether it is fact or fiction. A picture of a bat with a face hugger on its <laughs> face. Is hmm. this bat the uh, Signore Weaver of bats and it's got an alien parasite on it? Is it about to get a chest burster out of it? What do you yes. think is going on? Is this even a yes real Yes to picture? both those questions. <laughs> uh, well, this is this looks like one of those Australian like spider crabs. Mm. Uh, I think he's got those are very crustaceany legs. I, they could have photoshopped like, it onto the bat, but I think it's a, a bat that just has one of those things on his head. I think it's like his luchadore mask. This is his wrestling. Oh, yes, <laughs> I love that. He is El Bat Spider. Mm -hmm. El Spider enters the ring. <laughs> Uh, I think the picture is real, but that's probably not what's happening. Like, maybe there's just a, a dangling spider and the bat ran straight into it and somebody <laughs> took a photo. Maybe the bat's asleep and they're, like, screwing with us by, like, rotating screwing the picture. Screwing with the bat. Screwing with us, the viewer, as if, Putting like, the bat flying around. Water. But, but it's really a sleeping bat and the <laughs> spider's brain. crawling around on the sleeping bat. Or maybe it's an eye mask, a nice eye mask for the bat. That's nice, it's Gotta too. catch its disease. Yeah, so this is a real photo. How many points do I get? Uh, 17. That's sweet. Oh, That's pushed Jesus. me deep in the Thousands. lead. Thousands. Oh, yeah. But it is not a parasite, really. Yeah, uh, but I've that's exactly seen... what I said, so I at right. least get... you get 29. Yes. <laughs> Suck okay. my point quack, point. I'll catch you. So it's a real thing. I've seen this miscaptioned as like, you know, bat with face parasite. <laughs> so it does have a special relationship with a bat, but it's not oh. a parasite. So this is the New Zealand bat fly. It is a wingless insect that lives on New Zealand lesser short-tailed bats. So despite it looking kind of horrifying, it is actually commensalistic, not parasitic. Okay. So commensalism is when the symbiote, so in this case, the bat fly, gains something from the host uh, without actually hurting or helping the host. So you have something, uh, you have parasitism where the parasite gains something from the host at the host's expense, like you guys and your little chuckles and your laughs. It does sound like us, yeah. Parasitic. <laughs> you have mutualism where both the symbiotes gain something from each other. And then there's commensalism where the one of the symbiotes gets something from the host and the host doesn't really matter. Like it does not hurt them, but it doesn't help them. It's just whatever. All three of them describe my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the person that I chose to live my life with. <laughs> so yeah, it's in this case, the bat fly likes to eat not the bat's blood, but the bat's poop. Oh. Everything you said about that squid is true of this fly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not it's crazy about this fly sucks. either. I love the bat. This, this fly is super creepy. I like that he's a, a non-flying fly. I, I feel yeah, like we should revise. Really, and a non-spider spider. really a fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it just likes to crawl around and eat the bat poop. Or as one might call it, guano. Does right. it live on the bat? Because the bat looks like he's yeah. really unhappy about that. It doesn't necessarily always cover its face. <laughs> I think this is just an unflattering morning shot of the bat with a with the bat fly on its face. But it does. They do like to live on the bats, uh, especially in order to travel to the bat territory, where sometimes yeah. they'll like drop yeah. off the bats and go eat some poop. So but why did... on earth would the bat not just eat it? Because bats eat stuff. This is stuff. Why is it not a free meal? I mean, try to eat something that's clinging to your face. Like, how do you get your mouth? I have a beard. Do I do it all the time. It feels like animals like <laughs> instinctively know, like if a fish is brushing your teeth, like the bigger fish knows not to eat that one. Like there's something about nature that. that uh... That's true. But in this case, it's not really benefiting the bat. So it's actually a good question why oh. they don't just like try to eat them or get Maybe them Maybe he I just guess. thinks it's really funny that this thing just <laughs> eats his quack all mm -hmm. the time. 
Now, see, I was laughing at it the whole time. I was reading about how bat populations suffer because they get like fungus on them. And like the fungus doesn't really hurt them. It just like bothers them. So they don't hibernate well. And then they just Mm -hmm. sort of. And so you would think a a, a ugly ass spider crawling around in their face would like really bother the bats. Because I I don't know a lot about bats. I'm just saying that I know that they get bothered by things making their faces itch. And this would. I think. I think they kind of, I think these guys like to kind of hitch a ride uh, and then like maybe drops off. Like if the and then bat, they just like, go crazy too... in the guano piles. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. I think that bat is making the exact right expression for this spider <laughs> on its face. He's so cranky about I f- it. I feel for that. Like, oh my God. Highly relatable. <laughs> Dennis, you just crawled through the crap pile. <laughs> And he can't brush right up, up right space, space without just careening into the side of something. Like those, that's what he's using to fly. Uh. Yeah, and these these uh these symbiotes they aren't that big like to a human. They're like you know maybe uh, half an inch or something. But like to a bat, it's the size of the whole bat's face. Yeah. so that's got to suck. Katie, when you see a spider in your home, do you squish it or do you uh, put it outside? I try to put it outside. Sometimes I instinctively, like if something's on me, I slap slap it. But if I don't have that response, that immediate response, I try to put it outside. That's very nice. Brockway, same question. Uh, I squish them yeah. straight up. I probably shouldn't, but I get like personally offended that they have invaded my home. <laughs> yeah. Spiders are in my house. In my house? <laughs> I'll do things I'll do things like if uh I, I had a spider like crawl across my foot once and then I like uh just instinctively stomped it with the other foot and then I went, Oh no <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, spiders trigger my evil response. Like I'm not like that with everything. I'll I'll straight up go out of my way to help a bee or something, but mm-hmm. spiders are just like the the I... enemy. I know they shouldn't be, but no, yeah, they're they're good. Like I, I don't like if if uh, I don't have that reflex, I like to help them out, give them like a little tiny cup of tea, oh, a bunch sweet. of little tiny socks. <laughs> when a bee stings me, I feel guilty and I apologize to the bee because I know it like kills the bee. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's it's a bummer. Fault. If this fly stung me, I would not care if it died. I do not <laughs> like this fly. Uh, let the record show. Second animal in a row, not crazy about. What if it ate your poop, though? The face, bat face toilet fly. I think that makes it worse. I think that mm. makes it worse. Makes it a pervert. Yeah. Yeah. You, Where I'm you from. wouldn't just laugh at it like this bat. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's delicious. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So I've seen this thing going around on the internet about ravens and wolves. And the claim is that ravens and wolves are friends. They're buddies. They get along. Like Lady and Hawk. <laughs> like what? Like Lady Hawk. They made a whole movie about this. Uh, Nobody remembers really? that movie except for us. I don't know. It's, we're the only ones it was ever important to. <laughs> well, it's a story about a guy who turns into <laughs> yeah, a wolf. You explain it. And a lady turns into a hawk. Uh, mm. And like there's a brief moment every day when they turn from human to animal that they can like almost spend time together. And that's because like, of a wizard's curse. Yes, the wizard's curse to, to make it so their true love would never like be consummated again unless unless someone wanted to like uh uh hawk yeah and nobody does <laughs> rucker howard looks like he might he's yeah. got that expression i think he's just that good an actor yeah maybe that's it we used to uh well we keep very separate schedules i'm up during the day and sean is mostly working at night so we always called the moments where we like meet very briefly in the morning <laughs> and at night our lady hawk moments because we're <laughs> We're adorable. The, <laughs> we the are. flaw with you pointing out this as as it being exactly like it is, I, I believe that bird in that movie is a hawk, uh-huh. right? And these are ravens. So you're saying hawks so, and ravens are different? I did not know we were going to get an are. advanced animal science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, so the claims have been circulating on social media that wolves and ravens are friends who work together to eat food uh, and have fun. So ravens okay. purportedly leave wolves to carcasses so that the wolves will open up the meat and make it easier for the ravens to feed. And ravens also supposedly play with wolf pups and have favorites. Uh, so hmm. what do you guys think? Is this true? Is it false? Is the truth somewhere in the middle? I got no reason to believe it's false. Raven are, ravens are pretty clever. Uh, I've seen them displace objects with water to get to them in little puzzles. Uh, obviously, uh, wolves are pretty clever as well. Uh, I could see them doing these things. Uh, the fact that social media is the source means um, it's a I'm going to Google it before I, you know, no, make this, I know not, not right now, but uh, gun to my head. If I have to say it's fake or not. Uh, I no. Well, I'm not going to threaten you. I'm not scared. You can pull your gun out. See what happens. <laughs> Quacky what about you, Robert? Uh, I had heard about this a long time ago. Nothing I'd actually researched. Uh, and because everything that you hear of a long time ago is true, I'm going to say it's true. Yeah, so Two this truths. is a really interesting case because the idea, this is one of my fun, tricky questions where the truth is somewhere in the middle, you guys. Oh, we should have picked <laughs> up on that clue. <laughs> uh, the idea that ravens and wolves are mutual, mutualistic, like they work together, they play together, they have a fun friendship relationship, like I've seen on social media, is probably false. Uh, ravens and wolves are direct competitors for food, ah. and it's not typical that you find mutualism in direct competitors. It's not unheard of because you have relationships like badgers and coyotes are sometimes known to hunt together for burrowing animals. It's actually really funny because um, basically the uh, one of them will like start scaring them uh, out of the burrows, and the other one like sits by the open hole and like grabs them. That's <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so they get a highly effective hunting strategy together. And uh, it's because, you know, so badgers are better at digging things up and uh, coyotes are good at chasing things. And so like when they hunt, end up hunting together, they both have a higher success rate. And so they have a quite a friendly relationship. Do they fight over the carcass after that? Or do they like share? No, 
I think it's not that they share the carcass because these are little these are little rodents, mm. little like uh, little gophers and so on. So they really just like snap up like one and like eat it in one bite. So there's not really much to fight over. I see. Uh, it's more just like they try to get. They aren't trying to give the other guy any food, but they end up just having a really high success ratio regardless. So if like they miss it, the other guy gets it. If the other guy misses one of them, they get one. And because they're both scaring these things back and forth, like what, they're each going to get uh, sure. one of these terrified rodents. And they do seem to actually enjoy each other's presence to some extent, especially the coyotes. They seem rather playful and excited about it. Uh, I think because they just learned that it's a fun time to hunt together. But in this case, the, the problem is that this idea that ravens need wolves to open up a carcass or that wolves need ravens to lead them to a carcass, I can't find any evidence of that. It seems more like they sometimes use each other's signals and take advantage of each other finding or killing something, but they're not necessarily intentionally helping each other. And in fact, they're there's a direct conflict of interest because the more the ravens eat of a carcass, the less the wolves have and vice versa. It does make sense that like a wolf's sense of smell doesn't really need a raven. If he can see a raven, he can smell a corpse and a raven's it's got a beak that, that can get through. A, yeah. That can get through some fur. You could see a raven. Yeah. You could smell a corpse. <laughs> I mean, they definitely do. That's like, from Lady Hawk. That's a line from Lady Hawk. they do cheat off each other's papers so to speak like cheat off each other's carcasses where it's you know the the wolves will follow ravens and ravens will follow wolves because they Mm -hmm. do want to get in on each other's kills or i I don't think ravens really take down big animals they mostly (laughs) are scavengers so they're not like hunting and taking down a carcass so um, but like if they find something, then the wolves might listen to their calls and like go over there to try to scavenge it for themselves. There are some um, days when there's like 15, 16 ravens outside eyeballing my corgi dog. And I'm like, I know what you guys are planning. <laughs> I've seen so, the crow. I know about your revenge. Schemes. I know that's anecdotal evidence and not like I didn't do it like a thorough study on the raven patterns in my backyard. But I think they're trying to kill my dog. This is totally, <laughs> they are. Uh, this, this is totally like, if you see nature photographs of animals hanging out together where they're not actively killing each other, humanity is always going to be like, what if they're best friends? Because we want <laughs> yeah. them to be. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I it's bet they get enough. photographed together a lot and you're like, well, then they love each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good enough just that they tolerate each other or are not actively killing each other. They have to be buddies. Yeah. But yeah, the problem is, of course, Raven's success actually is bad for wolves and and vice versa in terms of them getting edible biomass from Mm. carcasses. So research has shown that Ravens are highly effective at extracting biomass from carcasses. Their ability to get meat off of carcasses is inversely proportional to pack size. So that means that if ravens are trying to feed around a large wolf pack, they will get very little meat from a carcass. And if they feed around a small wolf pack, they can manage to get sometimes up to 75% of a carcass. Oh, that's got to piss those wolves off. Right, exactly. So they are, it's pretty clear they are directly competing. So large wolf packs can more effectively guard and chase ravens away from a carcass and get it for themselves, whereas smaller wolf packs have a harder time chasing away a big group of crows. So the moral is the power of friendship wins, but friends with wolves, not friends with ravens. (laughs) Well, I mean, the power of friendship amongst ravens and the power of friendship amongst wolves uh, does does help them Stick out. Stick to your own kind. That's inspiring. inspiring. Right. Yeah, that seems, oh, that seems yeah. a little, a little racist. <laughs> seems, seems like a little bad, yeah. <laughs> Never be friends with anyone different from yourself. I'd, I'd no. still watch the cartoon, though. <laughs> Dr. Kaylee Swift, a Corvid expert who I've actually had on the show before, is skeptical of this wolf-raven mutualism claim. So there's a tweet. Of course, I get all of my best research on Twitter. <laughs> a tweet by uh, Jen Feltner. Um, who is a uh, a researcher who says that here are some fun pics of wolves chasing ravens off their carcass 
Uh, ravens can be serious com- competitors with wolves. For smaller wolf packs, ravens can remove up to 75% of edible biomass of a carcass. And Dr. Kaylee Swift responds, this is true and the main reason why the friendly mutualism between wolves and ravens that you read on Facebook memes is largely made up. So mm-hmm. those la- despite- if you did post something about that, those science ladies are, are subtweeting you. Right. Yeah. No, they are mad as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, despite this, there are many social media posts and even articles on websites like Yellowstone.org and stemjobs.com claiming that ravens and wolves have a special relationship. And it's actually true that they do have a special relationship. But as we just discussed with the bats and the, the face crabs, mm-hmm. uh, they there are many types of relationships in nature, not all of them good, not all of them bad. Um, you can have a mutualistic or parasitic or commensalistic uh, relationship. Um, so it can also be competitive. Uh, so, you know, wolves may indeed pay close attention to ravens and follow the sounds of their calls that they make when they find a carcass. And ravens probably follow wolf packs to try to get a nibble of their kills. Uh, but yeah, they're not doing it necessarily to help each other out. Uh, they may not have as violently competitive a relationship as, uh, say, like hyenas and lions, where they regularly kill each other in competition. Um, but they will try to steal from each other at a carcass site. So, you know, it's like a rivalry. All right. Stop putting your value judgments on animal relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I bet some of them are friends. Some of them some are of lovers. Are, some of them some are, are something in between. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the classic thing where like, you know, you start out, it's like, I hate you, wolf. I hate you, raven. And at the end, they're like kissing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would love an animal find... that's half raven, half wolf. I hope one of them, I hope one of these couples makes it. Oh, just God. so we can see that. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, seen man. that fan art. But yeah, think about it when it's like uh, just born, though, because have you seen a newborn bird and have you seen a newborn dog? Oh, yeah, that's like such that a mix of ugly combined. and adorable. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> you spit in God's eye. <laughs> so I tried to find where the claim that ravens play with wolf puppies and our best friends with them come from. And it was hard to like find a... a reliable source for this uh, of course ravens are highly curious and intelligent and puppies are very playful so i wouldn't really be surprised if these natural competitors do sometimes play with each other before the puppies really know better and the ravens are probably just kind of like teasing them and having fun with it and it's not necessarily a friendship but it may not necessarily be too violent or or too misanthropic i to an untrained eye to an untrained Twitter eye, it would look like they're they're playing. Yeah, it, it's a it's adorable, but don't count on it lasting. Yeah, exactly. And it might it might not be entirely negative, but but it does not mean that they're best friends. So some know it all uh, research is going to come into your comments and be like, actually, they're they're mortal enemies. <laughs> this is actually very stressful so, for the ravens. Yeah, yeah, I, I I love that. Whenever someone posts like a cute picture of something, they're like, "Never do this." Right. This means there was like someone who had like a sloth on a boat, like trying to help it cross the river. And they had what? Like, they had a what on a what? How dare they? <laughs> and I was like, I I uh, responded to it like, "This is so wrong. That sloth is like two minutes away from killing everyone on that boat." <laughs> Sloths are notorious pirates. <laughs> There is, yes, there is a yes. trend if you go to like uh, wildlife parks, there's sort of a, tra- a trend among uh, tour guides to tell you how much every animal could kill you. Like they'll be like, look at this little <laughs> capuchin monkey. Oh, this monkey could tear you apart. You know, I, okay. And then it, I don't know if you've ha- had this experience, but it's something that I get every maybe two or three tours. Someone just yeah. taking me on like a, a walking tour of, of how I could get massacred by these tiny little animals. With your annual pass to the local safari. I already grew up uh, with the good kind of cartoon, so most of what I know is framed by violence. So when they say this monkey could kill me, I'm like, oh, I've already thought of 17 different ways I could totally take that monkey out. Which is not what I go there for, but what I always leave thinking. You see this cute little flying squirrel? Yeah, it can burrow right into your eye socket, get right to your brain. It'll, (laughs) It'll tear a mouse apart while it's, and eat it while it's still screaming. 
That's pilot real. you like a man mech. Just drive you around. <laughs> Souring your relationships with your family and friends. <laughs> It'll gaslight you to death. Yeah, but I think where this idea came from seems to have been taken from zoologist Bernd Heinrich's book, Mind of the Raven, Investigations and Adventures with Wolf Birds. In it, he describes a symbiotic but not entirely mutualistic relationship between ravens and wolves. So remember, symbiosis just means any kind of relationship between two animals. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily positive. It's not necessarily negative. Uh, there's, you know, parasitism, mutualism, commensalism, mimicry. There's even amensalism, where one species inadvertently kills another merely by existing, which kind of is funny to me. A little bit. What is it called it's when, dark laugh, when but three sure. dogs are on top of each other in a trench coat? Uh, that is called uh, real manism. That's, that's good. Yeah. So there's no question that wolves and ravens have a relationship and ravens track wolf movements. And it's even possible that, you know, wolves pay attention to, say, raven warning calls of danger and they look out for that. And but I think that like the play between ravens and wolves, it's like even though it's probably sometimes playful, sometimes ravens do really try to harass wolves because they're trying to get them like away from a kill. Mm. So if a raven is playing with a puppy, they're kind of practicing like harassing each other, which is kind of funny. Like a clown with a child. They, they'll play with the child, but to keep them away from a recent kill. <laughs> right. Or like I could imagine like a young raven and a young puppy in a sort of wolf and the hound situation mm -hmm. where they're like playing around. But then as adults, they're bitter enemies. Yeah, that's a Shakespearean tragedy right there. <laughs> that's my that was my pitch for Lady and the Tramp, too. I can like tolerate most sad Disney movies and stuff, but the Fox and the Hound, uh, not Wolf and the Hound, Fox and the Hound. That one's just bleak. It's so depressing. Yeah, it's a rough one. There's no, they wanted like, to hurt you with that one. That was yeah, the goal. It doesn't have a good ending. It's just like sucker punching you over and over again. Awful. But let's move on to Big Ducks. Big, Big ducks. ducks. Big Duck Energy. Big <laughs> quackers. <laughs> so I have a picture of a tall duck. Uh, and the claim is that this tall duck is Long Boy. And that this is the tallest duck in the world, or other claims have been that, no, he's not the tallest duck in the world. He is just the tallest mallard in the world. Uh, is this true? Is this false? Is this a human in a duck costume? What's is it annoyingly on? pedantic? <laughs> just the tallest hey. mallard. I, I feel like this picture seems reasonable. Like, this is a very tall duck. Uh, there's... Light evidence of some photoshopping, but nothing conclusive. It um, also just looks like kind of a frame artifact. Like it's just maybe a, a weird lens, or maybe he's just standing in such a way that foreshortening makes him look big. Right. Like that 12 but, you foot. You know, maybe uh, he's also kind of big. That 12 foot Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter picture. It, this is just could be an effect right, of the this camera. Is your classic Biden giant scenario. Your classic giant Biden. I'm still really skeptical. That picture of Biden with the with the Carters, mm -hmm. I think they they're like, oh no, it's just the lens warping. It's like no, yeah, you no, think I think shrinking. the Carters have shrunk. Yeah, because like the chairs. Oh, I think tiny. the Bidens have grown. We violently disagree. <laughs> I think they grow with power every day. Could it not be both? And could it not be related? I think if we don't stop them, they will grow to be a hundred feet tall, and their their hunger and the will be terrible. Will disappear, yeah. Like and as they, they grow larger, the Carters grow smaller. Right. And the only one who can stop him is this duck, Long Boy. <laughs> Long Boy. Is that really so, his name? Yes, Long Boy. Yeah. So this is a the real duck's duck. name is whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, What's he no, gonna do? No. no, his legal name is Long Boy, uh, and he is from the University of York. Sorry, <laughs> University of York, England. And he is very tall, and this picture is not doctored. We're good. So two billion points for everyone all around. Not too bad. He's not the world's tallest duck, nor is he the world's tallest mallard, because he is actually a cross between an Indian runner duck and a mallard. So oh. for a mallard, he is very tall. He's but an abomination. 
Yeah. He well, you wanted a half raven, half wolf like five minutes ago. I sure ago, did. So I, I still do. I don't know. Yeah. I've changed my mind on it. Now I'm against <laughs> against interspecies breeding after that whole debacle. He is twenty-eight inches or 0.7 meters tall, so uh, about two two feet tall, which yep. is very long for a Are mallard. Are we sure he's not just standing up real straight? Like, uh, he could just be front. Yeah, he does seem to be milking it a little bit, right? Yeah. Right. Like, he seems like he's... Like, when they like put you up against the little height thing at the doctor's and you're like, oh, <laughs> get all my height up there. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Time to get along. Yeah, yeah. Time to be long, like, boy. He, he looks insecure. They call him insecure boy, this duck. <laughs> <laughs> he rounds up to 30 inches on his, on his profile. Yeah. I'm basically seven uh, feet. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's a very good boy, and everybody loves him. Okay. Yeah, okay. You sound skeptical. Yeah, just, uh, I don't like this. Decided you hate this duck too. I don't like this I duck's personality. Squid. I hate you know? the duck. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hate the duck. I just I like the idea. Him. I just yes. I like the idea that there are just freaks in every species. There there's just this is the duck's Andre the Giant, where he's like he's not making a big deal out of it. You know, the other ducks are hanging out with him. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Just happens yeah. to be enormous. Yeah. And, you know, like, maybe he'll accidentally kill some small ducklings by just trundling over them. But we live, <laughs> we let Andre the Giant do that. Adorably. Making giant poops and tricking everyone into looking at them. Hello, Hulk Hogan duck. Come look at my giant poop. That's uh, <laughs> Andre the Giant used awesome. to do that. <laughs> That's, uh, I read a lot of Andre the Giant biographies uh, or any wrestler biography will have a chapter on Andre the Giant. And how he tricked them into looking at his giant poop because he was too big for toilets. So he would like lay down newspapers oh, so and like poop on a hotel bed. And then he'd be like, come on in here, boss. And then they'd <laughs> go in and be like, oh, I've tricked you into looking at my poop again. Exactly like <laughs> this duck. True? You're correct. Is that true? <laughs> That's true. Or is story. it somewhere in between? There's hundreds <laughs> of variations of that exact story. The quiz has turned on you. <laughs> I feel like this duck could get very popular amongst ducks if he just like puts on a little shirt and a little hat because he's, you know, tall enough to almost be a, a person. So like he could, you know, go into a store and it's like, well, you're too tall to be a duck. So you I can buy the ducks beer. You're right. Get, get them beer and crackers. Yeah. <laughs> Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So, guys, what's your feelings on the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, he's, he's great. He, he's inspiring. Gives everybody hope. <laughs> Uh, this is another animal I hate. I don't trust the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, never three did. for three. <laughs> you just don't like animals. Every I'm single... getting the feeling you just don't like animals. Yeah, I think you just got I me on a really I cranky day, I've, Katie. I think... I've liked every animal. I think Sean hates all animals, and I love all animals. <laughs> Can't argue with the stats so far, but I, I think you just caught me on a cranky day. You're on the wrong show, buddy. <laughs> uh, but what if the Loch Ness mystery was finally solved? That the Loch Ness monster is really just a big old whale penis, just swimming around in the. I would love that story so Scottish much. Scottish Loch. I like any story that ends with "Oh, it's just a dick." It was a dick the whole time. <laughs> he was just out you, there waving his dick around, and we built a monster about it. I mean, that's that's really my story. Well, I've shown you photographic <laughs> yeah. evidence of a picture of the Loch Ness monster and uh-huh. a picture of a whale penis, the and it does indistinguishable. look remarkably yes, exactly the same. So, could this be what the Loch Ness monster is—a whale I mean, penis? What do you guys think? Well, the thing is, the when I look at the dream. Loch Ness monster, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at that whale penis. <laughs> <laughs> Try to censor you that. Finish, you can't. It's technically not a curse word in that. <laughs> you finish your be- sentence. <laughs> you finish your implication. You put it on the record. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Katie. I'm really sorry for that one. No, it's, uh, uh, it's just fine. Quack, so just it's quack the whole thing. Just one long, long quack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fake because there wouldn't be a whale in the lock. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I think that's from, monster a enough. A thing that doesn't. Like, if there's a whale in that exist. lake, people will be like, yeah, that's interesting enough. We don't need to make a sea monster out of it. Now, if you were saying, this, hold on, this is a different story. If you were saying that all of the, you know, old-timey mariner stories of here there be monsters and, like, pictures of sea serpents, every single time that was a whale wagging its dick at them, mm-hmm. I say yes. I say mm-hmm. yes, that is true. I love that story. Uh, a billion points for Brockway. Can I have three for agreeing with him? You get... <laughs> Uh, you get like a little spinny top that's like part plastic, part cardboard, and on the cardboard part of it, uh, it says "You tried." Yeah, I'll take <laughs> I'll take that as the insult you intended it to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. So exactly, you can't have a whale penis in the lock uh, because, importantly, you can't have a whale in the lock because the lock is a lake, and it, it does not have whales <laughs> in it. Uh, if you put a baby whale in the lake years before, uh, do you think it'd think do okay? Just, no, I think it would die. Yeah, yeah it, right. would, it would die. And then you would just have dead baby whale penis floating around. <laughs> that, that's that's a different kind quacked. of monster. Oh, we could make a legend of that <laughs> quite easily. But the photo that is being used as the basis for comparison has been debunked. Oh. Uh, that classic photo of the Loch Ness Monster, the person who took the photo admitted that it is a toy submarine and a clay sculpture of a monster head uh, that he took a blurry black and white photo of, uh, if you believe that cover God, it's story. so easy. It's so easy to, to make these. You just changed all of history. I sewed a monkey head to a bar of soap, and I'm calling it the Mermaid of the Loch. And I found the correct idiot for this picture. Therefore, <laughs> history has changed irrevocably. <laughs> but, Brockway, what earned you another billion points is that the idea that a whale penis could be mistaken for a sea serpent is Oh my not God, tell too, me it's true? It's, well, we don't know if it's true, but it's not been disproven. So yes, you can just I will believe take that it's true. true. Thank you. Old Old sailor myths of a giant sea monster with a serpentine tail could have, in fact, been a blue whale or other large whale just with its big old penis hanging out. Just hanging down out in the air, like like sometimes you hang in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> swinging yeah, you know, it around. 
Swinging around for fun. Swinging it around in a new environment. And it would be impressive because a blue whale penis can be up to 10 feet long or three meters with a diameter of one foot or 30 centimeters. You don't got to tell Challenge me. for you guys. When I was in college, I liked to drink. So I have seen some 10 foot whale penises. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I challenge you guys to make a not dirty joke about that. Oh, I already blew it, huh? Immediately. Just blew while it. you were saying that, I was already doing it. Yeah. Let me about, interrupt you to make the to dirty joke you're telling me not to make. I was, I was, you only interrupted me by like, you, you only preempted my interruption by a few seconds as I was going to be. Like if you were a pirate out, out there at Sailing the Seas in the 1500s and somebody was like, that's not actually a monster. That's just a monster's dick. They would be like, that's not, that's not better. I still want to go home. By the way, if you want to own a 19th century stuffed whale penis, it'll run you just about $6,000 at auction. Well, that's a steal. That's yeah. a Camry. That's, a, that's not even a nice Camry. Yeah. Well, uh, just letting you, I And no one would mention you, you as the know. guy who owned Camry, but everyone right. would know you as the guy who owned a whale penis. You buy one whale penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So our last thing to look at uh, is actually a video I want you guys to check out. It's very weird. Oh no, Katie! What have you? What have you shown us? <laughs> oh, unsubscribe! <laughs> have you seen this video before? I have not. No, everybody tries to get me to watch horrible videos, and I, I am usually so good about them. I did not see the trap coming from you. Yeah, basically, what you see is these two fish burst from a muddy bank like near a river, but like in the ground and then they're gasping for air. And then one of them like spits an eel out and the eel goes into the other fish's mouth. It's two fish, one eel. It's so mm -hmm. filthy. <laughs> this is the most vulgar thing I've seen it in is. a while. It's I, and the reason I, yeah, the reason I didn't even really want, to cover this, but I did get a few listeners like in was revenge. You said revenge well, earlier. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But it's all it's compassionate revenge because I did get some listeners send this to me saying like like please tell me this isn't real. Uh, <laughs> this has gotten like eight million views. Yeah. So this is this is like not just on the dark web. This is out and about, and people are watching this and thinking it's real. But what do you guys think? I don't want to live in a world where that's real. I do not. I do not want to live in a world where that's real. <laughs> I would. I would pay you a, a good amount of money to uh, undo this from my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I will never rest easy thinking something like that could be behind me or in front of me. I feel like if I strategically hard drink right now, I can get rid of it. <laughs> right. I'm already hitting myself I in the head. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to like spin around really fast and maybe just like the centripetal well, force. Let me back up, back up and see which, uh, which method yeah. works best. <laughs> but yeah, so you see these two fish like face to face and one spits an eel into the other fish's mouth and they're like emerging from the ground like they're two ears of corn like coming out for harvest. It's, yeah. it, it's uh, not good and I don't, I'm not going to listen to it with sound. I'll say that much. Uh, it's also and... like weirdly symmetrical. Like, yeah, like it's erotic, disgusting fetish, erotic art from like a culture I don't understand. Yeah. From from fish perverts. Yeah. This is fish pervert art. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the uh, the YouTube video is from Discovery Site. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Discovery Site. Real uh, science yeah. enthusiasts. I'm not, I'm not gonna play I'm not gonna play around with this uh yeah no of course it's fake it is absolutely 100 <laughs> no way very very fake I've seen no so not many... discovery site <laughs> the integrity of discovery site has been ruined source. shattered uh yeah I am thoroughly disillusioned with discovery site um it yeah I've seen a lot of these videos there's something about fish and like people like will dig a hole and put a fish in it and then hold up an egg and then show a fish coming out of the hole because a fish doesn't want to be in a hole that you dug. And then they're right. like, see, I lured a fish out of this <laughs> right. hole with an egg. Uh, and it's like the, there are all these weird hoax videos. When Worst it comes birthday to fish. party ever. This channel itself is if you want to ruin your night, 
uh, you could watch this channel. It's highly gross and not fun uh, because it's like, I, so basically what it looks like to me is they have two, I'm hoping dead fish uh-huh. that they have, they are like have hollowed out some ground and they are probably using the, using these dead fish as like hand puppets right. that they push through the ground and then they're like physically manipulating the mouth so they open and close. I'm hoping, I'm hoping these poor things are not still alive. This is literally uh, just as disgusting as if it's just two fish sharing an eel sucking. Yeah, and then like they, and then they take a dead eel and then like put it in a fish and then yeah. like push it out and into the other fish. I uh, think you're right. I think this is practical effects because like it does not look like this, CGI. It looks very, very this real. The entire no. channel is just them doing like stupid tricks with fish corpses. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. Like, this how does that not crazy. get you arrested? What world is it where you can do that and it's legal? Like, Put some laws on the books that make it yeah. so you can't do dead fish puppets. What am I paying my taxes for? Like I said, I hope all of them are dead. I feel like some of the videos, though, they certainly have videos where the fish are still alive and they're doing weird things with them. There's one where they dig a hole. They put like some some powder and an egg in the hole and then catfish come out of the hole and it's like titled like fishing trick. And it's like, no, you just put some little catfish in a hole and then smothered them with like an egg yolk and then they tried to get out of the hole it's really weird yeah these thumbnails are just the stuff of nightmares this is yeah with with any other species i think this would just i think like sean said this would be massively immediately (laughs) illegal i think there's some sort of gray area where we're with fish like no he's not a sociopath for making this entire channel about playing with corpses yeah like if you did this with a human baby or a human toddler (laughs) Right, that's illegal well, yeah, all of a sudden. That is very illegal, actually, yes. No, I mean, like, I, I, I eat fish, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not a vegetarian, and uh, but I think it's not cool to just, like, torment fish for weird videos. This is somebody's yeah. fetish. That's what, <laughs> I, I, look, that's my default when I don't understand something on the internet, and so far, I have never been wrong. <laughs> it's just so, it's like, I feel... It's like, I think, oh, the person who made this is a serial killer. Yes. But it's like, well, yeah, yes. because they're already serial killing fish and tormenting them. Like, they make a fish and a turtle, like, kiss each other. It's so weird. Like, it's I don't really Katie, weird. Try to try to imagine you're, like, on a date with a guy and things are going well. And then he says, oh, yeah, here's the kind of thing I do on the Internet. And he shows you that video. Like, can you think of anything that would I, end the momentum I, of a relationship faster than that? I mean, I'd, it'd probably be too late for me, right? Like, he would have already killed oh, yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess you're Now he dead. just wants to yeah. see if you understand the trap closing. <laughs> right, right. That's the last admission before, like, my head gets chopped off by some kind of saw device. Yeah, he yeah, just no, needs to understand. Do you horrible. see the beautiful gift I've given us? Do you see <laughs> the pleasure? <laughs> Fish upon land. <laughs> This is the like next we, step of evolution. You use that voice for Rucker Hauer at some point. <laughs> they also seem to take a vacuum and pretend to vacuum up fish. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, I see that one. Yeah, I, I bailed on that just, site. I, you guys are looking at stuff without me. I'm not looking at that site ever again. I'm a not sure yeah. of horrors. <laughs> but, like, I, hesit- like, I hesitate to even link to this because, like, I they're clearly just trying to get shock clicks for views. Yeah. And it works 125 clearly. million, 126 million views. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, I kind of hate it. Like I, I don't necessarily hate hoaxes all that much. They can be funny. Uh, but I don't like th- this at all. Yeah. I hate these guys. It, it, They're safe like to it. hate. It's I hate these like, guys uh... like Sean hates every animal. <laughs> right. I love the weird squid. I love the. I even love the bat fly who crawls around and eats oh. bat guano. But these guys, I hate them. You're the worst animal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, man is the worst animal. That's what we always learn every time. Every zombie That's movie. Right. Who's the Who's the real Who's the real uh, long fin squid? It's us. It was us the whole time. It was us the whole time. So right. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on and playing my little game. Oh, final score. Uh, 
billion points for Brockway. Seven points for Sean. <laughs> Quack and destroyed. But I got like 2,500 baskets of point coin, which are worth two billion points each. So I win. Whoa. Oh, until they until they regulate it. You better cash yeah. out quick. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Katie Golden. Thank you. Thank you. Thank well you. deserved. Won, won my game. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. My most humble of thanks. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Where can people, if I guess if they want to find you after all your slander against animals, uh, where can people find you? <laughs> Rockway, you do it. 1-900-HOTDOG.COM. Also on Patreon, 1-900-HOTDOG. And our podcast, if you hate the written word and uh, you love us, which, why wouldn't you, is the Dog Zone 9000. Two Gs, two Zs, three zeros, and two <laughs> dudes having fun. There you go. They'll remember that for sure. <laughs> I, I loved it. That was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do uh, jokes every day. We're funny dudes. Not, I mean, we didn't do it today. Today, we, you know, like I said, it was really cranky. Was just hating animals them. today. Yeah. But this like, is for science. We normally, their science brains on. Yeah, don't judge them for their duck hate today. Uh, you can judge a little bit, maybe a little we, bit. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you can find uh, the podcast online at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That's something very different. Uh, you can send me your questions, concerns. Uh, hopefully, not weird videos of fish doing not good things. Uh, to creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com and thank you so much for listening if you're enjoying the show please leave a rating and review uh, it really helps I read them all makes me feel good inside it will wash away the uh, horror of watching the weird fish video that I did for you guys so yes you're welcome uh, and thank you to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song Exolumina Creature Features a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts like the one you just heard Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Why do you listen to your favorite shows? See you next Wednesday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.